that's exciting because I love the Psalms. Um, I've always been more into like the poetry type of things because it's just easier for me to grasp. I'm more of a, an emotional creature than you see in Sam. So, um, so this is going to be fun for us to go through today and you guys are going to get in touch with your feely side today, okay? Deal? All the girls are like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Let's get in touch with our emotions here. Okay, um, so here's the thing about poetry. You can't talk about poetry without emotion, right? All right? There's a, um, a quote that says, uh, a poem begins as a lump in your throat. It's like a uh, sense of wrong. It's a lovesickness. And um, it just takes this depth of emotion and thoughts and feelings until a point where you're like, I have to convey this somehow. And you find like the perfect word, right? And then when not even that is enough, you start crafting it together in this, into this rhythm, right? So that when you want to like convey your emotions to somebody, you almost take them into the rhythm first. And then they're like, okay, I'm feeling that. And then they can understand the words. Then they can understand what you're going through, right? So that's what we're going through here. And not only is it a poem, it's a song, right? So it's not even just, um, I'll always love you. It's like, and I, I, like, I won't torture you guys any further than that. <laughs> but like, it's like he's putting in this gusto, this writer, with this song. Um, so this is our invitation tonight, is we're going to learn a song, we're going to feel it, and we're going to sing it together, okay? All right, so there's two verses and a chorus. We're going to jump in. Psalm 42. All right, it starts, um, as a deer pants for the flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, where's your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in the procession to the house of God with glad shouts and a songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. So he starts out with this um, image of a deer that's panting. And I mean, just think of panting. I mean, I'm not, again, a singer, but if you're holding this long, 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 long note, at the end, you're going to be like, <sighs> right? Or for the more sporty people, if you're like running back and forth on a field or a court or something, and it's like the last seconds of your game, and you just find that last bit of energy that you have, and you pour it out, and um, at that moment, the bell rings, you won the game, and you just bend over, and you're like, <sighs> like you start panting. So what's your body telling you? It's saying that you're exhausted, right? It's saying, um, I've given all I can. I have nothing left, no more energy, no more resources. If you don't set me down on a bench, I'm going to faint. If you don't give me some water, I'm going to fall over. Like, I'm done. I'm completely wasted. And so imagine in that moment if somebody came to you and was like, oh, you're so tired, you're so tired. Here's a, a sleeve of um, saltine crackers be like, that's not going to help. <laughs> like, that's not going to replenish me. Or they came and they bring you like a soda or something. You're like, I'm dehydrated here. Get the corn out of my face, you know. Like, you're just, it's not going to help you in that situation, right? So what's this guy saying here? He says, 
as that deer is panting for that water, my soul's panting for God. When you come to that point in life when it's like, I'm done. Like, I've done all I can. The situation isn't getting fixed, or I'm not getting fixed, or this person, it's just like, I'm done. I'm just, I've given all I can. In that moment, when you feel that, like, panting in your heart or in your soul, the only thing that's going to fill is God. He says, um, my soul, oh, there we go. Uh, my, I'm panting for you, oh God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? He's like coming and he's just reiterating over and over and over. I, it's God, it's God, it's God. I need God. So um, why is he begging so much for God? He's saying, hey, hey, when can I come and appear before him? Why is he so desperate? Well, look at what his current nourishment has been, right? It says, my tears have been my food day and night. It's kind of a weird image, right? Like imagine you go down um, to get breakfast in the morning and um, you like get your cereal bowl, that kind of stuff. And you're like, hey, mom, where's the cereal? She's like, oh, no, here, honey, here's a box of tissues. It's like, what's this for? He's like, well, you can only eat whatever you cry. Okay, you know, it's like, I'll just wait for lunch. And you go to lunch, it's like, oh, only what you can cry. That's all you get. It's like, okay. And dinner, then breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast, lunch, dinner for day and night and day and night. All you get is what you can cry. Do you see what this guy is starting to say? He's saying, the only thing I get to satisfy me is my own sadness. There's nothing else. I just cry. All day long, I cry all night long, and that's all I get. There's nothing to comfort me. And there's no one to comfort him. It says, um, he talks about, like, oh, I used to go out, and I wasn't even just a part of the community. Man, I was leading the community, and we were singing together and worshiping. It was so good. And, like, man, it was just, it was right. It's not that way anymore. He has no one to comfort him. And he's remembering these good times, and um, things aren't the way that they used to be. He was longing for those good old times, right? Have you guys had those awesome seasons in life where you're just like, yes, like I'm doing it. I'm doing good. I'm doing what is being preached up here, what I read in the Bible. And like, I'm chasing after God, and it feels like God's chasing after me. And I mean, God's just blessing me and my relationships. It's just, it's going good here, you know? Think about, like, the things that kind of mark that season. Maybe, um, man, you, you were just satisfied. You were more um, participant. You, I don't know. You were just happier with how God and you are driving, right? Um, I kind of remember my uh, sophomore year of college. I don't really know what was happening. But I used to wake up so early. Like, I didn't even waste time putting on my makeup um, we didn't start dating till the year after that. I don't know if that's coincidence or not. But, uh, man, I would just go as early as I could to the prayer chapel with my roommate, and we would just pray and read our Bibles. And I didn't know much piano, but I would play a little bit. We'd try to sing together, and then we would go to breakfast and talk about what we were learning. And then we would go to our Bible classes. And then before we went to chapel, like, I would sneak again to the prayer chapel to spend some more time with the Lord. And, and we would just, like, 
talk back and forth. And it was just, I like lived and breathed this thing. And every time I went out and I was seeing people, you know, more regularly outside our school, I was like, hey, let me get to know you, hear your story. Like, let me share Jesus with you. And man, like it was, I, I remember that time thinking like, that was it. That, that's, that was the time, man. That's when I was super Christian. That was awesome. And then even the very next year, my junior year, I almost left school because I was just like, I'm not even a Christian anymore. It was just like these highs and these lows. And I mean, even, even now, I'm not, you know, at that point where I'm like, oh man, here's 10 more minutes I could spend with the Lord. I miss those times. And I say that, I say that my own personal story because I want you guys to know, like, I think we're, we all go through those times. And it's easy to think you're the only one. But, like, I want you guys to know that um, even your youth pastor and his wife, we're still fighting the fight, you know. We're still trying to run this race that we're encouraging you guys to race. We're still trying to put in that hard work that it takes. And not only you, not only us, but this guy who's writing this song. He's going on and on, and he's saying, like, I'm exhausted, I'm done, and there's nobody here to help me, and I feel so far from God. He's in a super lonely place at this point. Can we just kind of call it what it is? Um, this guy's life just kind of sucks right now. And, I mean, that's just life, right? Sometimes it just kind of sucks. Like, what you go through with your friends and, that, and pressure... Maybe with your family or somebody else failing you or you failing. Sometimes it just stinks. And if you, if you kind of get that feeling of like, yeah, it does sometimes. I mean, I remember some good times, but sometimes it, it really does stink. If you get that, then um, you're starting to catch this guy's rhythm. So that's his whole first verse that he goes through. Basically, he just says... Life sucks, I've given it all I can, and I have nothing left, and I need God. And then he jumps into his chorus. In verse 5, he says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. So he takes this quick break, you know, where he's like pouring out his heart and then he just kind of steps back and he try, tries to talk to himself and um, shake himself and say, hey, 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 why are you so upset? Why are you in turmoil? I mean, duh, I just told you, right? Can I use this thing over here? Got some markers? All right, let's review this guy's life thus far, okay? Can we all see this? Lovely whiteboard. All right. So what's going on in this, life's got, this guy's life so far? <clears throat> so far you said, I'm exhausted. And I'm alone. Right now, I am depressed. I'm feeling pressure. Maybe there's failing. Um, 
even he was saying, hey, hey, where's God? When can I come appear before God? Now other people are asking him, hey, hey, where's your God? It's like, oh, dang, now I'm, now I'm dealing with doubt. I don't know. Where is he? So when one side is saying, hey, hey, why are you freaking out? It's all right. There's hope. He's like, why are you so calm? Look what I'm dealing with. And then the other side of himself, let me use something else. He says, here's the answer. Hope in God. Simple enough, right? Um, it almost feels like a little too easy of an answer. I mean, I know I kind of answer people like that sometimes. Like, oh, hey, hey, it's, it's an easy fix. Hope in God. He sings the chorus again, but first let's keep going into his, uh, his second verse. Verse 6 says, uh, My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night... His song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go around mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries are taunting me and saying to me all the day long, where is your God? So right after that whole um, verse or chorus where he's saying, hey, why are you downcast? He starts the next verse, my soul is downcast. Like, I'm here. Like, I get that there, that's there, but like, I'm here. This is all I see. This is all that I feel. I'm kind of just clouded by this. I'm stuck here. He says, I remember you, but it's from Jordan, from Hermon, from Mount Mazar. Long story short, he feels closest to God in Jerusalem where the temple is and where he can lead those processions, all that kind of stuff. But he's over here. He feels distant from that place where he used to be, feel close to God. So he's saying, I'm stuck here. Verse 8 says, or 7 says, uh, deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. Long story short, in poetic language, he says, I feel, God, like you have let everything come crashing over me, and I'm going to drown. I'm dying here. That's rough. <laughs> and then there's this odd random verse that's in the middle here, in verse 8. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night... His song is with me. Wait, day and night, day and night. I thought my tears were my only food day and night. I thought that's all I got was my own sadness. But wait, okay, if that's all I get is my own tears, and I'm starving to death at this point, that's all I've gotten is my own depression and sorrow, then why haven't I died of starvation yet, right? Like, why am I still alive? Why hasn't this sorrow completely overcome me and overtaken me? He says, by day, 
the Lord is giving his steadfast love. By night, he's singing his song. So maybe, uh, maybe you're not alone. Maybe the tears, even though that's all you taste, isn't the only nourishment that's coming in. It could be that there's a, um, a presence when in the midst of your loneliness, or there is um, hope in the midst of depression, or maybe as you're constantly singing that song in your head over and over of just, I can't get through this, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. At that time that you're singing that song over and over, it's the tune is stuck in your head, God, maybe he's singing another song. So with just this little glimmer of hope that he adds in, the writer kind of just jumps right back in. And he starts asking God some pretty um, pointed questions. Um, they're pretty real, but I think that he's not afraid to confront God with these questions. And I'll give two reasons for that is because number one, either God isn't real and isn't interested in your life, doesn't really care, so it doesn't matter if you offend him. So say what you wanna say. Or God is real, does care, and is interested and invested enough to answer your hard questions and to talk through those real fears that you have. So he just kind of lays it out. He says, God, why have you forgotten me? Why am I going around mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? It feels like I have this deadly wound in my bones. My um, adversaries, they're taunting me and they're questioning you. And it, it seems like they're, you're giving no answer. I mean, He's saying, why? This isn't fair. This isn't right. Where are you? I mean, do you see my pain? Do you see what I'm going through? Do you hear what they're saying against me or even what they're saying against you? Do you care about any of this? Have you guys ever had those kind of questions? I mean, it almost feels a little bit wrong to ask them out loud. But if you have, um, you're starting to keep in the rhythm here. This guy, he's just being super open about his pain and his feelings. I told you it was gonna be a feely night here. Um, but what he wants is he wants you, this writer, to understand his pain, and he wants you to know that you're not alone in yours. So this is his whole second verse. He basically says, what I'm feeling in my life is so intense that it's starting to feel bigger than what I know about God. What I'm feeling here in this very real, tangible situation, in my own heart, whatever it is, it, it's starting to seem a lot bigger than what I know about God. And then he jumps right back into his chorus. Verse 11, it's the last verse. He says, again, why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. So, hey, why are you so upset right now, self? Thanks for asking. 
since the last time we talked. Let's add to this board here. <clears throat> I am now lost. I am now drowning. I am forgotten. I'm oppressed. I'm being bullied here. I'm wounded. I'm hurt. I'm being taunted. And all this stuff, it's endless. It's getting worse as the verses go on. He just keeps adding to his list of what he's feeling. And these things are super, super real, right? Like, I mean, you could pick one of these things that you have faced, and it's kind of crippling. Like, if you feel, if you, you can remember a moment where you failed. Oh, that hurts. You, a night that you were just so depressed, and you ate your tears to sleep. Like, these are super real, and he's just growing his list here. And then again, he just sings his song, Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. So he just comes right back to um, that encouragement to himself. He's saying, okay, there's, yeah, there's a problem, there's a solution, there's pain, there's somebody who can fix it. It's like, thanks. But, I mean, how do we, how do we reconcile these things? What do I do here? What do you do when you're just still depressed and you feel that cloudingness, right? Here's, here's what makes the difference. Hope in my God. My salvation. It's interesting how just such a little thing makes such a big difference. Like, relationship really does make a difference there. Like, um, if I was feeling kind of like rejected and stuff in life and like maybe like your boyfriend came up to me and was like you're pretty I'd be like thanks <laughs> okay but it, man if my dad came up to me and just or my husband came up to me wrapped me up in his arms like hey I love you 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 do anything I'm sticking this out with you I love you Oh, man, that's going to, that's gonna like, that's going to touch where it hurts right there. Or, like, if you're failing a test um, and a teacher from a different school comes up to you and goes, oh, man, wish you were at our school because, you know, I'd stay after, you know, school with you and to make sure that you don't fail. Like, okay, but you're not my teacher. That doesn't make a difference. Wish, wish you were. Or if you're sick and somebody's like, oh, yeah, there was a doctor that fixed that once. It's like, okay, well, give me his number. He needs to be my doctor. That relationship makes a huge, huge difference. If we just say, oh, there's somebody somewhere off in the universe that can fix that problem, it's like, okay, I'm still lost. But when you can say, my God is here, that is huge. He's not just bigger than our problems, he's involved in them. I love, 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 love this verse. I'm going to read it to you guys. It's from Isaiah. It says, 
But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. There's that like, man, he made sure that that relationship was secure right there, that you understood. You are his. He is yours. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. Man, I feel like God just letting all these things come flood my life and I'm just going to drown. Hey, I'm with you. I'm not going to let that overcome you. You're going to still feel things in life with God, but you're not going to be alone. So uh, this is his whole song. When life sucks, God sticks around. I mean, it's simple, but he'll stick around. I want you guys to, like, know that, know that, know that. That, like, regardless of what's going on inside or outside or anything, he's sticking around. So here's the two responses to this. Um, First is just checking or recognizing your relationship status with God. So if he is your God, he's involved in this. He's super involved. He cares about every single one, every single situation that you're going through. And man, even if it's like from the outside, it just feels like everything is getting just ridiculous. He's still your God and he's walking with you through it. And then if it's even from within your own heart and you're like, feel like, you know, we've talked about like running this race for Jesus and we're like, oh man, I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going and things are going so great. And then all of a sudden it's like, what happened? Was camp that long ago? Was, you know, that thing so long ago? Like, what happened to me? He's still your God. He still called you by name. He, st- he chose. He wasn't general. I mean, he's, he's all-inclusive, but he's very specific with your names. So recognize he is your God. And then if he isn't your God at this point, um, and you haven't um, got in relationship status with Jesus, man, I don't know, reconsider that. Here's another verse from uh, Isaiah. It says about Jesus. um, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. Man, God came down and this is the kind of life he lived so he could identify with us and bring, hmm. We esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, our sin. He was crushed for our iniquity, iniquity, our, like, wrongdoing. Upon him was the chastisement and the punishment that brought us peace. By his wounds, we get healed. I mean, this is the most unfair situation you will ever encounter in life, that God... Um, sent Jesus 
to take all the junk in our lives so that we could have his peace, so that we could have his healing. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. So when I say, if you want to be in relationship with God, that's an okay thing to do tonight. We encourage you to like think of that through tonight, even talk to a small group leader. I mean, this is not like, hey, do you want to join our crew? This is like, this is God. This is God here. And he wants relationship with each of you. Um, and the cool thing about even just, I mean, if you think on like human terms, being in relationship with somebody, you share your hearts together, right? Like even your friends, your family, your whatever. Um, so as you're sharing your heart with God and all these sorrows and all these kind of things, he's sharing his heart with you guys. And he's not boring. <laughs> I mean, he's an incredible, incredible God. Like to think of what he's done and how masterful he is, how creative he is, even like think about the mission that he has in this world. I mean, this is, this is big stuff. This is like commit my entire life to this thing and it will never be dull. It might be hard, but it'll be with God. So that's the first thing is just recognize the relationship with, with God right now that you have. And then second is just talk to him tonight and throughout the week. Um, this, this guy who's writing this uh, psalm here, he has all these feelings, all these things. And at that point, um, I mean, lucky for us, we have community that we can go to. But, man, you can't downplay just going to God yourself, just bearing your soul to him, just being honest, asking the questions that you need to. I mean, obviously, you can still really share that with your small group leaders, all that kind of stuff. But just talk to him. And when you're going through your week, even in a moment, where if you get to that point where you're like, this sucks. Just take that feeling that you have and remember, hey, that means God's still here. Thanks, God, for still being here in this moment. Again, super simple. I don't want to, like, downplay these things, but I want you to, guys to understand God is, cares so much, and he's with you. So let's just... Take that time tonight. Remember where we are with the Lord and just talk to him. I'm going to pray for you guys real quick and in case you get some music. God, I thank you that you don't mind when life gets messy, um, that you care about us as individuals, as, as a community here. And I pray, God, that um, as we go throughout the rest of the night and as we go through our week, God, that even the tough stuff, it won't just be a reminder of, you know, different failures or this or that, but it would be a reminder of you. Oh, wow, he's with me. He's with me. Thank God you're with me. We thank you so much, Lord, for, for being with us in the water, in, in what, the fire, whatever comes, God. I pray that you would help us to stick with you as faithfully as you stick with us, Lord. We love you so much. Amen.